Good afternoon, football fans, and welcome to another edition of Keys to the Game. This will be our last show for the 2022 football season. And, Coach, another season's in the books, and although it didn't end like we hoped for this past Saturday, it was really an exciting and memorable season. Uh, and I know the Emory faithful are very proud of what took place this year as our first year in D2 uh, football, and uh, I think we've got a lot to be proud of after this season. Yeah, you know, I think our guys competed every week. Uh, it even showed up, you know, this week. We, we could have stopped playing. You know, we had a bad yeah. first half and made some stupid mistakes, and then uh, we we continued to play hard. And, I, you know, I think that was the whole season. We played hard pretty much every week. It wasn't always pretty, but uh, to make the transition in a league that like we're playing in right now, mm-hmm. I thought it said something about our kids and building a foundation as the program moves, moves forward. You know, that's a good point. After the game, we were packing up, and one of the uh, – actually, the radio guy from the other – team for Limestone came out and talked to us, wanted to know where Overstreet was, and said they'd spent a lot of time trying to talk about Overstreet, and they didn't see him, but he said, you know, you guys are one of the most scrappy teams that we have played. You all just do not quit. Well, I was very proud of the fact. I mean, we, we didn't play like we wanted to in the first half, and even in the second half, but we continued to fight and scrap, and everything was important. Our guys were into it so much. The last fumble that we didn't think was a fumble, mm-hmm. I mean, they were they were scratching and clawing and, and upset about it at the time, even though it wasn't, didn't look like we have, had an opportunity to win the game. But that's how important it was to them. Yeah. And, uh that says a lot to me, and uh, you know we, we've got some guys walking off that field that we're going to surely miss that have, you know, done a lot for Emory and Henry football and Emory and Henry College. Uh, you sure do, and we talked a little bit about that on the radio, and we'll and we'll mention some of those guys later on. Let's talk a little bit about the game, and then I, I would like to go talk about postseason, what we're doing recruiting wise, and, and so forth, and maybe the brackets and mm-hmm. how the sack ended up in the uh, Super Two region. First half, we just we had so many opportunities. Uh, we had an average starting field position of about the 40-yard line, and we just just the, I, if we could have made something out of those, and and of course we had a couple of turnovers, I think we'd have been right in that game. I don't think there's any question about it. If 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 we go into that 10 to nothing in favor of them, which is the worst it should have been, and we should have actually had points. You know, Cam Cam Peoples is a weapon, and you know. It affected their kicking game. They kick one out of bounds, trying to pop it up to keep keep mm-hmm. it away from him. Then he, then he he does break one and uh, like and then we get a pick and we have the ball down down at their end of the field. And it wasn't like they were just stoning us. Now we weren't running the football very well, right? But we we had we had problems throwing and catching. And uh, for whatever reason, the ball was slick. It's our footballs. Uh, Hmm. But it was, uh, and I'm definitely not going to make an excuse. But uh, this actually happened. Uh, we gave their ball boys our footballs. Well, when we take care of ours and take a brush to them and make sure they're not yeah. slick. Well, their ball boy was about ten years old, and we asked him, "Did you put something on your hands?" And he said, "I have coconut oil on my hands." So they've got the footballs with a 10-year-old, which, you know, I, I don't think it's the right way to do things. Mm. And, uh, you know, 
when the the footballs are slick. Now that, that did not win or lose the game. I, no. pr- I promise you that. But uh, got in our uh, skill guys' helmet a little bit and uh, had a little bit of effect early on. We we rectified the situation and and got everything fixed. Well, I noticed Kyle Short threw a couple of passes, and we had attributed that to the wind because we we kicked. They kicked off to us, and we were going straight in. That wind was about a 20-mile-an-hour wind that we were going. And we had attributed that to the wind, but, you know, because the passes weren't accurate, and we thought, well, maybe the wind had grabbed it. Yeah, and I think the wind did have some effect on it for sure on both sides. Mm -hmm. Uh, They seemed to handle it a little better than we did. Uh, And I think that was probably more of a factor than the slippery uh, footballs, but it did did bother our skill guys and everybody that – didn't have gloves on, uh, actually complained about it. Well, you guys, uh, you drove down twice into deep into their territory, uh, down to the 24 and then down to the 27, uh, going for it on fourth down, but you just, we just felt short a little bit. And, boy, those were two key. Yeah, two big play. I mean, we, we convert on either one of those, and we come away with points, and we're feeling good about ourselves. And, you know, it wasn't like we weren't getting a first down at all either. You know, mm-hmm. we, we, we moved the football a little bit. And, uh, you know, so if we could have gotten some points. and But then, you know, the, the pick six is, uh, is a killer. You know, yeah. we're, we're just not – and nobody really is, but we're not to the point where we can have those kind of mistakes and be in a ball, be in a ball game. And then, you know, the, the fumbled uh, punt return, yeah. uh, just a bad, bad judgment. You know, uh, Ford has not been back there but two weeks, and uh, he had some success picking the ball up against Erskine and running it, and probably that was the worst thing that happened to us, you know. Well – yeah, I, I think Jamal Ford, he, he wants to make things happen and, uh, you know, probably should have stayed. I mean, you talk about throwing a ball in that wind, uh, catching a punt or feeling a punt in that kind of situation. And the ball was coming into the wind, so you don't know how, how much it's going to. No no doubt, and that's why we didn't we didn't get it fielded. But, uh, you know, he, he cares about the football team, and it was one of those mistakes. And uh, I think the weather had a little bit something to do with it and him just trying to make a play and uh you know but it's it's tough to feel those off the ground well while we mentioned his name i think he had one of the best maybe his best game of the season uh, uh catching passes and, and so forth he had a really good game as far as yardage and those type of things yes he did uh you know i think kyle ended up throwing for 342 mm-hmm. uh, and uh you know, it was because we didn't quit, and you know, it, everything was four downs there in the second half. But uh, and Hark, uh, as, as I said earlier, they they continued to fight, and uh, couldn't be prouder of that. Uh, was very very disappointed at halftime on on how we had played. But uh, w- when I got on the bus to come home, I wasn't disappointed at how we finished. Well, we talked about that at halftime, Josh and I did about you know. There's one thing that we know for sure. We may not be able to score. Maybe we're having a bad day, but they're guaranteed they will not quit. The defense actually played well enough that, that we were we could have still – without those two turnovers, we'd have still been in that game in that second half. No, no question about it. They they did a heck of a job. And actually, the first touchdown that, uh, that they scored, that Limestone scored, he was throwing it – to uh, an underneath route. I mean, the two routes were right at the end zone together. He was throwing it to the tight end. And the tight end jumps at the ball, and uh, Jarrell Harrison had come in for uh, Cedric Can. He was he was banged up. 
So yeah. he leaves his man because he jumps and t- tries to break it up, and the ball goes over the tight end's head. To uh, so it's one of those, uh, you know, it was one of those. We weren't very lucky on that play. Well, you came out in the second half, um, and just just a few of the numbers here. You had seven first downs at halftime, but you came out in the second half, ran up fifteen uh, first downs. Uh, you threw for over two hundred and eighty yards passing. Um, which led to the 342 that uh, Kyle Short threw, and he was uh, 20 for 32 in that second half. I mean, he was. Yeah, we were we were moving the football. Yeah. We had dug ourselves such a hole that, and then they were they were big playing us. Uh, mm. Their passing game started hitting on all cylinders. Yeah, you know, and and they I th- thought they did a good job of mixing up the short stuff, the quick screens outside, and then taking yeah. the shots down the field. And uh, so, and we we our defense w- wasn't stopping their passing game. We did a great job against the run. You sure did. I mean, Trey Stewart, we talked about him, 8.4 yards per game, 149 yards rushing per game. And you guys, Trey Stewart, I believe he ended up with 70 yards total on 19 carries. He was 3.7 yards per carry, way below his average. And that was the initial plan, that you have to stop him yeah. or he'll just beat you by himself. Right. And make him one-dimensional. And that's, uh, you know, I've heard Bud Foster say that every week. You know, we're going to make them one-dimensional. We're going to make them have to throw. with. In this case, we did make them throw, but we just uh, gave up a ton of yards through the air. Yeah, the Drew Dixon guy, the transfer from the University of Arizona, had probably his best day, eight catches for 167 yards and two TDs. He's a big, big-time receiver. No question. We were told, you know, he started uh, – four games at Arizona and uh you know he was a starter there so probably if you can play in the Pac-10 uh you can probably play in the SAC conference. Yeah. Well you end up uh Donovan Penix boy he's one of those big four that's not going to be back him and uh, uh Ivan Phillips Ivan's always I you know I that that play where they fumbled in the end zone we picked it up and then they said forward progress I don't I have not seen that on film I don't really want to see it but I know it upset Ivan Phillips, and you know he's such a leader. When he's upset over something, you know there's some legitimacy there. No, no question about it. He's he's a he's a great person that competes, and you know the game was a little bit out of hand at the time, but it meant that much to him, and that's how he plays every snap. Yeah, and uh, you know he is our team leader, and he is, in my opinion, the best linebacker in this league. I, and uh, no, we you know we didn't play everybody, but. Uh, Based on every defense that I saw that we played against, uh, I know I wouldn't trade him for anybody. There is not one. I, we didn't see Barton's, and Barton evidently has a good one. But uh, I, Honeycutt down at Mars Hill is good also, and so is the two at uh, Newberry. But I don't think they're. I don't think they're his. I think he's better than all of them. Oh, yeah, I, I agree. And uh, you know, we're a little bit prejudiced here because he's been around here a long time. You know, he's been here five years and. He's a converted baseball player uh, that came from Walter State as a <laughs> as a baseball player. And, Amazing, uh, and to have the career he's had, we're going to do everything in our power to to get him a shot at the next level. I, you know, I don't know what that'll be, but we'll talk to anybody we can talk to. Well, I, I think that that would be a legitimate shot for him. I don't think I think that he is that good. So, I, best of luck with that. Well, coach, we're going to take a quick break, and then I want to come when we come back. I want to ask you about this uh, the transfer portal because I have some numbers there that I just wanted to ask you about and see how that uh, how that how we're going to fare with that. So, folks, we'll be we'll be right back. 
Emory & Henry Football is brought to you with support by First Bank & Trust, offering mobile banking, Apple Pay, remote deposits, and more. Serving you with free checking since 1979. Member FDIC and on the web at firstbank.com. All right, and Coach, we're back. And before we go move on and talk more about Emory and the season, I want to mention the uh, tragedy up at UVA, which is, is really a, a real tragedy and, and, and just, I think, gets your thoughts on that or your comments on that uh, UVA's situation. Well, I want their football program to know that the uh, Emory and Henry family uh, it reaches out to those guys and uh, with thoughts and prayers. And anytime you have a tragedy of this nature uh, or magnitude, it affects a lot of people. And uh, they have three confirmed dead and two other football players that were shot by an ex-football player. So uh, our guys will be praying for them today, and uh, we're going we're gonna to reach out and, and uh, send some items to Charlottesville. Well, thank you, Coach. Uh, Coach, let me ask you about this limestone they're t- t- first 22. Oh, excuse me, they're two deep. They have 17 transfers on that two deep squad. They they were one in 14 over the last two years. Um, didn't win a game last year. So, but this year, 17 transfers. They make it into the playoffs. Um, is that where the whole? Is that where D2 is headed? That where it's it's about how many you can get in in a year's time instead of this. You got to recruit, and you get up to thirty-six scholarships. What's your view on that? I think you've got to have a good mix, you know, because they're going to have to go back because most of those were graduate transfers. Yeah, I mean, so they're older guys that are going to be leaving the program, you know. So I, I think you, you've got to have a great weight program and have young ones. But I, there's no question you've you've got to go transferring, looking for transfers. And really, they're very important to us right now because you want to have them through spring football. Mm. Now, I don't think they had their guys through spring football. No. I don't even know if they had their coach. You know, and I, I, I would sure imagine they're, they're selling the NFL thing. I think, you know, most of their staff uh, played in the NFL, and uh, I'm sure that's, that's what they're selling, uh, you know. We we can sell Emory and Henry to to anybody, mm-hmm. and uh, you know we're we're adding masters programs, and that's that's what you need, especially for the graduate transfers. Okay, because it, if you don't have enough, we're we're allowing to have an MBA starting in the fall. Mm-hmm. So the masters in business that we didn't have. That'd so there's good. there's a bunch of things that as we add to our masters program. It'll help us because you can really get players within the league if they're graduate transfers, but they cannot transfer if they have not graduated within the SAC. Within the SAC. Well, the transfer, evidently, obviously, Fury has used the transfer portal 17. That's just on the two deep. Of the 44 players he listed is going to play, 17 of them are new from last year. Who knows? And they told us they had 150 kids in that program. So who knows how many transfers he's got on down the ranks, and and they have five NFL experienced coaches. So right, is the transfer portal more expensive for for a school, or I mean, how does that compare when you're going out and giving scout, scouting high school kids, recruiting them, and then convince them to come to Emory? Is the transfer portal a more expensive route, or no, no, it's 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 all based on uh, their academics. Okay. Uh, and their their family's income. 
Okay. For a high school student or a grad or a, or just a transfer. Okay. Just it doesn't have to be a grad transfer. You know, uh, so I, we were, I looked at them this morning. You know, that's that's what we're doing. Uh, actually, we'll have a recruiting meeting tomorrow to set up uh, who's in and who's out. But Mitchell Walters uh, is our transfer uh, portal guy, mm-hmm. and uh, he, he stays on it. It still is the portal itself. It's hard to find offensive linemen. They they're just they're just not in there and they're not going to let them leave. It's more of a one position. Quarterbacks are loaded up. All kinds. Receivers, if they're not getting the ball, loaded up. Loaded up. Uh, you can you can get those guys. Running backs, if they're not the starter, they're ready to go. Mm-hmm. So you know that's the positions you can improve. Now we're looking, you know we, we're looking. We need. Uh, a replacement up front. We need an older guy. I looked at one today, um, and uh, a defensive tackle type. Mm-hmm. We feel like we've got some young ends that can play in this league next year that, that we've redshirted. Right. So we're good there. Uh, we need a free safety. Uh, you know, we've For got Jaylen a transfer Pines. linebacker that uh, we think can be special. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, but, uh, he's already but, here. Yeah, he's already here, and uh, so we feel we feel good about that. We'll still recruit linebackers, but we feel like we've we've got two. I think AJ proved he could play in this league, and uh, and then with Caleb Lundy, who's already here, uh, we think we've got a good one there. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's where where we're looking right now on the defensive side of the ball, and then yeah. on the offensive side, you just take the best available, best. you know, what, what's out there. But uh, we go through it. We go through it daily. Uh, Division two will hit this next couple of days. Uh, one particular school had, I think, fourteen go in today, and from coming from that school? leaving that school. Wow! So and then uh, as this week week goes on, it'll be Division two. Well, next week one double A finishes up. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, it'll be one one double A. Now I'm not sure. One double A. I know Division One has to wait until the fifteenth. I'm not sure. I don't think one double A does, mm. but uh, the, I think it's the fifteenth is the, the date that they give. So you see, uh, and when Emory is going in the direction of recruiting, still in high school, still looking for those blue chippers there, but also using that portal for some of the transfers. No, no question. You know, we're, we're we've got. Friends at uh, in, in in Blacksburg, and uh, we've got friends at NC State, and we're you know we'll we'll call them about anybody that's gone in the portal. The one thing is, if they go in the portal and they're at your school, you can't see it. But <laughs> so, but your buddies at other places can see it. They may call you and say, "Hey, <laughs> such and such just went in the portal." So if AJ Burgess went into the portal. Uh, uh, Tommy Coach Tommy Buzzo wouldn't wouldn't know that one of his linebackers no, out no, there he shopping. Would, he wouldn't know it unless we got a call from, say, uh, Kevin Saxton, who's coaching at Benedict, who's in the playoffs. Right, they are and, number one uh, pick, and, and they yeah they've got to buy the first week. Kevin sees it. Hey, why is this guy leaving Emory? Calls us. What's this all about? Yeah, 
Is it more risky though, and to to pick out the the portal to me would seem to be a little bit risky. You you look at a high school coach, you talk to the coach, the parents, you recruit them, you have them on campus, you talk to them. You go into that portal, you don't really sometimes know, do you? It's usually an issue. I mean, it's it's not because things are great there. Yeah, you yeah, know. That's that, I mean, that's uh, <laughs> you know. So I mean, I think you have to coach them hard. Yeah, you know, because especially if they're coming down a level, they think, well, I'm gonna come there and I'm gonna be a star. Yeah, and they're not gonna do as much as we did you know they're not gonna have winter workouts and spring football like we had and we're gonna have everything like like they're used to and uh that's when when i was at jmu and we'd get division one transfers from nc state or wherever that was when it changed you could go down but you couldn't go up right so They'd come in thinking, "Oh gosh, this I'm going I'm going to be player of the year in the conference," <laughs> and they, you know, and they're not starting, you know, the first game, so it's uh, you know, it's kind of a shock to them, you know, the level of play that they run into. A little bit of a challenge there for the coach too to make sure that they yeah. have those expectations set correctly. No, no question. Well, coach, we're going to shift gears here. We're going to take a quick break and shift gears. I want to talk about the season in general. Uh, not going to go through every game, but just your impressions of the season in general. And then we'll wrap up. I certainly want to leave time to mention some of these seniors that are that uh, that are, are going to leave us sadly, but have left a lasting impression. So, folks, we've got a word from our sponsors here, and then we'll be right back. Emory & Henry Football is brought to you with support from Tumbling Creek Cider Company, heritage-inspired, handcrafted hard cider from locally sourced apples in the heart of southwest Virginia. Open daily in the Springhouse, 112 Court Street, Northeast Abingdon, and online at tumblingcreekcider.com. Tumbling Creek Cider Company, serving the spirit of our community. Okay, we're back, folks. And, uh, Coach, the season, we go five and six on the season. I, I've been looking through it, just looking at the individual games and what, you know, looked like how we did and what we could have done and so forth. I, you know, I've, I still go back to those first two losses to Concord and Newberry. Uh, those those we should have had in the bag, and what jumped out at me the other day or yesterday was that we could have we could have been something like six and zero. We went to Mars Hill, and and that's how good we were playing. Yeah, we really were, and uh, you know, I, I don't want to blame it on one particular thing, but when Tomate went out, he, you know, he was he's a leader in his own way, although he just got here. And I don't know about you know, I mean I know we miss him on the field, but we we missed him off the field too, and uh, especially on the offensive. You know Ivan really is the defensive leader, and Tamade had mm. been an offensive leader, and yeah. uh, it just kind of zapped us. You know when, when we when we lose him there, and uh, kind of we just weren't the same football team. You know we we go to Tusculum when things are going good. We had I. What did we won? We Wingate and we had won four in a row, I think. Yeah, uh, you, well, you'd won three in a row. Three, and went three to Mars in a row Hill. To going to Mars Hill, and uh, and then we just we don't we don't play very well on either side of the ball, and that, I think that was our our worst game all season. Mars Hill. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't think it's even close. And then we play a, a very good half against Tusculum on defense, and I mean it's it's seven to three. It's anybody's football game, and then the second half, same thing that happened. You know, we throw a pick six, and when when it's still a football game, and we just we can't do that. You mm. know, you can't. We 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 are 
not good enough, as I just said earlier about this game, to to do have those type of mistakes. Our margin of error is smaller than most people's. Yeah, and, it really uh, is, and, and it should be because of us transitioning to this league. Mm-hmm. You know, ninety what ninety percent of our team is ODAC players. Yeah, I yeah. mean that's that's who we played with. You know, and uh, they were older, and I'll take a good older player that's right. experienced like that. You know, we 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 had some battles we lost because we we weren't big or fast enough in in certain areas uh, as as you need to be. But uh, you know, we came out of the blocks, as you said. You know, Concord's nine and two. We could have won that game. They they went in five overtimes uh, Saturday to go nine and two and feel like they should be in the playoffs. And then yeah. we beat Bluefield, who I'm sure had a winning record. I would think eight and three. Eight and three. We beat a Bluefield team that's eight and three. We we, you know, can we kick a field goal and we beat Newberry. And they're number nine in the nation at the time they uh, came here. Right. And then, then Winget, uh, uh, we you know we were more lucky than good, but it was because our luck was our defense played so well. Yeah. You know, just just, just played their rear ends off and. And uh, so you're, you're, you're feeling good about it. Then it's Catawba and UVA-wise. And, and, and then we hit that lull. And uh, for a couple weeks, I think we had to hang over from Mars Hill mm-hmm. uh, a little bit. And, and then the Erskine game, you feel good about it again. You're going down to Limestone. Their numbers say they're really, really good. Uh, we come out of the blocks against them, and I'm thinking, hey, we can play with these guys. I mean, I, I don't – I think yeah. we can, and uh, then we uh, we did those things you can't do to win close football games, and uh, and so it wasn't a close football game. Well, it's as I say, you know, the Concord Newberry games that we could have won easily. We just, you know, with that yeah. field goal, and certainly Trace Butcher is, is yeah, oh. I'm so glad he's here, and it's not his fault. But we missed that field goal. That that was the win. I mean, I think everybody was expecting this. Yeah, you know, I've got my hands up, folks. Yeah. But but we we go to Mars Hill four and two and three and one and and thinking well we we could be undefeated but but we've lost as you say their offensive leader with Tamati and I think you guys were in an unknown territory about well how how good are we without him yeah and and uh, that was part of it and uh, you know defense had carried us throughout the first part of the season mm-hmm. and uh, we couldn't slow Mars Hill down no mm-hmm. and you know our our philosophy was try to keep the ball, don't be in a hurry on offense, play good defense, and make it a fourth quarter game. Mm-hmm. And when when we couldn't, when our defense struggled, games got out of hand because our offense wasn't good enough to win it. Yeah, and yeah. that's that's kind of who we were. When well, our defense played like they could play. You know, we were we were in all of them, and that's yeah. pretty much anybody in the country. If you, you well, know, if they don't score, you yeah. got a shot. <laughs> well, it was a fantastic season. I know it's, uh, we all were hoping for a winning season, but those are in the offing. I know they're they're out there and they're going to be here. Let's we just got a few more minutes here. Let's talk a little bit about your seniors. That defense you're losing: uh, Jay Swagheimer, Rashid Ellis, Donovan Penix, Jordan Mighty, Ivan Phillips, Jalen Grimes. And I know Zaquise Law was not uh, starting, but he's yeah. and TJ Payne. That's well, that's no TJ uh, can come back. Okay, we're, great. We're, we're really losing uh, 
the rest of them can come back. The ones that cannot come back and definitely will not come back is Don Don Penix, who is uh, been a great, not a good football player for us, a great football player for us. Yeah. Swag, who has been, uh, you know, uh, great since he got here, and we're so fortunate that he he came here from Florida. And then uh, we've already talked about Ivan and, and what he does, and then Jalen Crimes. So the big four, then. you the, got Swagheimer, Penix, Phillips, and Crimes. The rest of them can come back. Okay. And uh, they – you know, I, I'm thinking most of them will. And they're not in the portal, as you know. Not as uh, No, I don't think so. <laughs> I'll have to wait for a phone call. <laughs> well, then real quick on offense, you're losing several on the offensive line, uh, Coe, Robinson, and Dotson. Is that right? Are you losing all three? No. Uh, no, okay, well. Yeah. So you Rick, are Parker, Coe, and Preston Robinson? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, Ricky's, Ricky's back. Rick, and then Kashan Cozy? Uh-huh, Brett, and then Cam Peoples and him kind of, kind of alternated but we'll miss cozy and brett butler is brett butler will graduate and then over grayson grayson will graduate yeah good i mean guys that have been good to our program been good for our program they've been great i i think this football team had the best leadership you know with yeah, ivan mainly and then uh you know those two linemen led the line room but they didn't lead the skill guys because Linemen lead linemen, yeah. you know, and that's kind of how it was. Yeah, and Don Don was certainly one of those leaders. Oh, so. no question. Well, Coach, we're out of time, unfortunately. I hate that, um, but I want to thank you again for making this possible and taking your out of your busy schedule the time to come over here and, and um, make this possible. It's just been great talking with you. It's, I've enjoyed it all season long. So thank you very much for all your all you've done. Thanks for everything, and thanks for the time you put in to study us and come to meetings, and uh, I, we appreciate that. Well, I, it's, I, it's, been a, it's been a joy. Well, folks, that's going to do it for the 2022 season, and I want to thank you for uh, listening to us and uh, joining us here at WEHC. I also want to thank uh, Anthony Smith, Jr., who's been our producer for most of the season, and the station manager, Ivy Shepard. I hope everyone has a great holiday season, and thanks again for listening, and so long. <music>